Hey everybody, welcome to the third episode of COVID Convos. Um, we've got the usual cast today, um, Kesh Sharma and uh, Griggsy over in Belgium. But we've also got uh, a friend of the shows, um, Nikki Vergara, who's in the Philippines. Um, special guest for tonight, we're looking forward to having a chat to her about um, what's happening over there. There's been uh, quite a bit, so we'll um, tap in and, and hear about her experiences. So welcome, Nikki. Hi, Simon. It's nice to be here. Yeah, excellent. Thanks for joining us. So can you just tell us a little bit about where you are? I think Manila in the Philippines and yeah, what's the sort of current situation there? Right. So I'm in the Philippines. I'm in the capital of the Philippines. That's Manila. And today um, there are rumors circulating that we're going to go on lockdown. We're going to go on a more total lockdown. We are already in lockdown. So similar to people across the world where most people are encouraged to go on remote but basic services are still available groceries are still open malls are closed but supermarkets and pharmacies are still open but there are rumors now that they're going to be more strict about people moving in and out so that's where i am right now i just came from shopping they told me to buy like a month's supply of food and so i did yeah right and so what was the um, like, um, what was the um what was the mood in the like in the supermarket and um and when you went shopping Nikki? Right. So all the shelves were still full. Like there was nothing that I couldn't buy yet because they restocked pretty often. So were the people were still calm versus other instances where I've heard about that people were elbowing each other or like fighting over specific types of food because the grocery was like fully stocked everyone was pretty chill so apart from you see people buying more there's nothing out of the ordinary to me mm. well that's way better than australia i heard there was a there's something that was going on i think it was in queensland or new south wales where someone got stabbed um at the grocery oh, it was, oh yeah, my goodness ridiculous um right. that fear that's driving so many people um, our, our shopping experiences here have been so different. And it's, isn't it interesting that here in a country that is actually well off, like you know, mm. coronavirus hasn't really spread, we've actually got really good board and really good healthcare, is not really the threat. The stuff that's been happening here is so much more extreme than the stuff that's happening in places where it's actually legit. Mm. Right, right. And I wonder, like, it's probably different, not just across countries, but across places within the country. So I, I have heard of uh, people taking pictures of groceries that were empty. I have heard of um, places here where people would fight, places here that other people didn't fight. And actually one particular really nice thing that I've heard on social media is, so the issue with the Philippines is majority of the people just don't have the resources to panic buy. I heard someone say that, Okay, everyone was panic buying, but because salary wasn't out yet, I was just panicking. So, so they had to wait for Friday to get the salary before they could start, you know, buying as much as other people were buying. But there are also really nice stories, like people, 
I saw I saw someone share on social media that there was one guy who just had a few items. Like others were like coming in with baskets, but he just had like a few items. And so people in the line were like, "Hey, can you get get some more? We'll watch your basket and we'll pay for it." So people are coming through with like really nice things, doing really nice things like that. That's so beautiful to hear. Um, I was actually thinking in my brain. So in Australia, it's kind of the opposite because we are a wealthy country. Um, one of the things that I've seen in my local grocery is like a lot of elderly people that have to wait for pension and they come in on Thursday and like there's no toilet paper. There's like, you know, shelves have been kind of like kind of empty. So an interesting story that I heard was Woolworths teamed up with Meals on Wheels. So Meals on Wheels is our, they go around and give food to the poor and unfortunate. Um, so Woolworths turned up with Meals on Wheels to get all of these essential items to elderly people. Um, so they didn't wow. have to wait to come into the store. So pretty, pretty awesome stories um, as people are kind of figuring out these kinds of weird interdependencies right like yeah money you can if you don't have money what happens mm. yeah yeah nikki i was just um i was just thinking you said you're on you're on lockdown to some extent at the moment um yeah. what what are you what are you able to do and what are you doing with with your days like are you still going to work or uh, working from home uh, and is that typical i guess for the for the population like your experience would you consider that typical yeah, I think there's uh, uh, most comp most organizations here have that directive that people should just work from home, but some people are still being asked to go to work. So my sister, who's a lawyer, still has work. I had to bring her to work uh, yesterday. But for me, I, I do work from home because I just started a consulting company, but all the trainings that have, I've been able to lock in have been postponed indefinitely. Wow, that's that must be uh, be a very interesting time for you. You just said you've um, you've started something new, and yeah. then you've got all this all this happening in the background. How are you feeling about it all at the moment? Right. So um, I had a friend who told me you have to think of your life with seasons because the nothing nothing in the natural world doesn't move in seasons like, no one does the same thing all throughout things change so when he told me that and i realized that i couldn't this couldn't be a season for implementing and being active for me i recognized and it's a season for maybe planning preparing building content designing materials versus actually going out there and meeting people and to me that's fine wow so so you've pretty much done what we were what we've spoken about in our first two episodes which is try and find the upside to the current situation of saying okay well i'm not able to do certain parts of my job but that allows me to have maybe a more of a hyper focus on on what needs to be or what i can actually achieve at the moment that's that's what yeah. i'm hearing yeah that's true so i did hear um i did hear you guys talk about okay maybe now is the time for family now is the time for uh, a lot of people are starting to do independent learning a lot of people are taking more time to rest 
So it still varies per person. And I feel like it's not necessarily a time for not working at all, but maybe focusing, for me at least, on a different side of work. The strategizing, the planning, the creating content versus meeting people face-to-face. Yeah, that's that's really, really nice to hear that you're finding some positive to, to your experience. How, how will this experience actually change if you then go into total lockdown. Do you know much about exactly what the change is going to be? Right now, it's still a mystery. (laughs) Um, But we're just expecting less movement with people being forced to stay at home and it not be, you not coming, being allowed to go to the office anymore. Something along those lines. So, there's two things I want to talk about here. Uh, the first one is how other countries are starting to deal with like these intense lockdowns. So Italy is a great, um, I guess, um, shadowing of what the rest yeah. of the world can expect in a way. Um, and yeah, like I said, I, I watched this amazing video on Upworthy uh, today about how all of Italy is starting to break out in songs and <laughs> serenading wow. each other from like their their villas and their patios and um, it's actually really beautiful. I'll put the link up with this video. Um, but the other thing that comes to my mind, which has really been interesting in the way that I think the group of people that we have here have been handling this situation is actually a bit of this optimism that, you know, as a, as a bit of a positive principle, optimism, the idea that, you know, events are temporary, that they're not permanent, um, that they're, you know, there are things that I can do. It's not pervasive. It doesn't infect all of my life. There's things that are still available to me. Um, and personalization, like we're not blaming ourselves. It's like, you know, it's not our problem. It's just something out of the world. Um, and having that optimistic perspective, recognizing that there are things that we can do. How do I reframe this? How do I make the best of a bad situation? Is actually allowing us to go into this and make something of it. Um, thoughts? Yeah, for sure. I really agree. It's it's really now a, like a season for us to be able to practice optimism. Where when things were, when in other situations, we weren't given that much of an opportunity to practice it. So I feel like the more we practice it here and the more we lean into it here, when this is all over, we have that important lesson that we take with us through lighter situations. Mm. That's that's a really um, really really positive message, Nikki, and I, I feel like that links to um, the idea of resilience um, a little bit because um, as a teacher, I find we talk about resilience a lot and how to prepare students for you know an uncertain, volatile world. Um, and your, I guess, comment there about leaning into it um, really. Uh, yeah, it really resonates with me. And thinking about the idea that really with resilience, the only way you do build the capacity to bounce back from negative experience is, or challenging experience, if you, to use a, a maybe a better word, is to actually have a challenging experience. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is what I think you're, you're talking about then. Um, you, you can't really develop um, the, the toughness to get through things if you don't, actually expose yourself to them and unfortunately we don't really have a choice here so um 
yeah, I just yes. also want to add on to that um, this idea that you know people are pessimistic or optimistic, and you have to be either or, um, which we now know isn't true. You can learn optimism; it is a skill that can be built. Um, but it's I can imagine it'll be difficult for a lot of people uh, when their whole world is pessimistic at the moment. I mean, so much of the yeah, media yeah. that we consume is you know telling us it's the end of days. <laughs> um, yeah. Nikki, on your side, you know, um, what is what has that been like? How are you taking care of your well-being? Um, you know, yeah, are you watching the news or are you doing other things? <laughs> I get news from um, when people share them with me, but I will not sit down and watch the news the whole day. I will just get impor important bits of information because, like, what we also discussed, um, one reading that really resonated with me in class is bad is stronger than good so in this re in this particular reading as you guys remember it's bad um situations or negative experiences just are more impactful than a good one so you for instance you go home at the end of the day remembering a bad comment versus the 10 good comments that you've heard and so the message really is to just increase the quantity of good things so that's what i like to that's what i like to increase in quantity because i know that the panic the anxiety is going to be really striking so now i have this intentional desire to increase the quantity of the good things coming my way so upworthy is one of them cash will share the link do click on that link another is for me just to focus on focus on sharing the good news that people that this, this situation brings out the humanity in all of us I, I love that you brought that up. It's such a, yeah, the negativity bias, right? That we look for the positive more and it affects us more. And the best way to do that is to balance it by looking and focusing on positive. Um, yeah. I like the, the way that you think about, you know, the same way that we think about what goes into our bodies in terms of like food, is like, what are we feeding ourselves mentally, right? What are we nourishing ourselves with mentally? Um, and if it is a whole bunch of negative, like your brain can't take that. Like it's not good for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So having people to share positive stories with, you know, hopefully that's what this podcast will do a little bit. It will give us a little bit more uh, of the positive news to balance out some of that negative that we've been hearing because um, it's so important, like you said. Yeah. And the, the great thing about that, um, that idea, Kesh, is that not only is it good for you, it's good for the people around you and it becomes this upward cycle of you become a better person to be around because you're more positive and therefore you get more more positive um, interactions with people, which then leads you to be more positive. Um, so it, it can have that, uh, I guess, that effect that where it goes beyond yourself, and then there's that positive, what we call a positive feedback loop, where you know it's like the upward spiral of of, of improvement. So um, yeah, do consider how um, what sort of food you're giving your brain during this time, because I think that's a really good analogy. Yeah. And what kind of food you're giving others, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so Nikki, what, what sort of, um, I'm interested in the physical um, side of things. What, are you, what sort of stuff are you doing to, to keep active during, during this time? Oh, yeah, because they have just 
my yoga subscription for a year has just been canceled. My yoga studio is closed. My cycling studio is closed. So I've just been like rolling out my yoga mat first thing in the morning and just doing 20 minutes on my own. I heard, I heard other people do online classes instead. So maybe I'll give that a shot. Is that a so, I didn't know that that was a thing. Can you do online yoga? Yeah. Yeah, I have, a, I have a friend too who's um who's also a dance teacher and she doesn't want her students to forget the steps that she's taught. So she's now making, you know, videos and catching up with them online, giving feedback online. So that's pretty interesting. The show can go on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say if anyone I, I don't know if you've got a specific channel. It doesn't sound like you've found something that you're really hooked on yet, but I'd be really interested to hear from either you or from other people if they want to comment in the in the video um, comments below. Um, somebody or some company that's that's doing this really well because yeah, I've, I've sort of had a look through and I'd love to see something like a sequence of lessons or something like that that you can follow. Um, yeah. I haven't yet found that, but I haven't really had a good look. So, um, what have you? Have Give you us ideas. <laughs> no, oh, we so should ask source ideas of people. We've been sedentary this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How much of an effect? I mean, the things you don't think about that that then have a have an effect on you. So, um, uh, yoga is a great one that you can do in a limited space. So, might be worth um, exploring how how we can all get some more of that. Cash. Um. Just thinking to myself right now how actually grateful I am to be able to have a pandemic in this particular age, right? Imagine um, oh, even yeah. 20 years ago when we didn't really have video chat um, and yeah. how hard being alone and isolated in this way could have been. Um, whereas now we get to do stuff like this. I just found out about online yoga. <laughs> um, and there's probably heaps of other great ideas out there about how we can keep busy and stay connected. And that's the most important part. I think, you know, as you're kind of facing the, the imminent lockdown, the most yes. important thing there, I think, with mental well-being and well, well-being in general is isolation. Right? How do you handle isolation? We as human beings don't like being cooped up. It takes away our autonomy and our control. Um, and it also doesn't allow us to connect to other people, which we love. So, you know, those are two very fundamental needs um, yeah. being impinged upon right now. But we're also lucky enough to be in a particular era where if we are cognizant, we can take advantage yeah. of ways to work around that. So I think collectively, we just need to build like a toolkit of resources of what's available out there. Because the more I talk to people, the more I find out about, did you know about this? Or did you know about mm -hmm. that? Yeah. That's, so, that's such a good point that we're lucky to be experiencing the pandemic at this time with all the resources that we have. It's definitely hitting us. It's definitely hitting us differently the way it would have back in the day. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, to, yeah, we're talking about finding the positive and, and really when you do think about it, like 30 years ago doing, going through the same exact um, scenario, you'd be, you physical isolation would probably equate largely to social isolation whereas these days you don't have to you don't have to choose um so physically you can isolate but socially you can still connect which is part of the reason i love catching up 
um, yeah. and made, we've made this commitment on a daily basis because I think it's it's good for us to to chat to other people outside of your house. So has it has it happened that because of this, you all are actually reaching out even more than you did before? I know definitely with my doctor friends, I haven't spoken to them in a while, but because of this, I've been reaching out to them specifically even more, and it's connected us in a way that other experiences didn't. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm chronically bad at connecting to people. Um, I love people to death, but you know, I'm shocking at phone calls and messages and keeping in touch. Um, there's been some people that I've been avoiding. It's gone to that point where I'm like actually ashamed that I haven't called them. <laughs> um, and yeah, this thing came out and I, I shared it to everyone and all those people are coming back. And, you know, it's just been this excuse to reconnect. And, um, yeah, there's people that I haven't talked to in months that, you know, we're starting to talk to again. It's been really, really awesome. Wow. I was just going to say we uh, received a lot of feedback uh, from people saying that these episodes went too long and I just set my alarm and it's it's just gone off for 20 minutes. So, um, Nikki, did you have any final thoughts or anything you wanted to share before we wind up for today? Not really. This was a good conversation and just wanted to sum up some things that people, that the viewers can go back to. Just, um, Kesh is going to link Upworthy. If you want good news, click on that link. Hopefully you all share with us how you keep fit during these times because physical health is so important to mental health. And just our last point, just use this as an opportunity, as an excuse to reach out to more people and hopefully that boosts your well-being. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. It's been awesome to catch up with you again. We haven't spoken uh, since finishing the map uh, together yeah. last year. So it's been fantastic to touch base. And um, yeah, I hope that this provides a, uh, an opportunity for us to all stay in contact into the future and um, all the best uh, going forth. And hopefully your family and everyone you connected to in Manila is happy, healthy um, through all of this. Uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you. Same to all of you. Thank you for having me here.